We got married in October 2011 and shortly thereafter realized it was going to be an uphill battle growing our family. Not only was it an emotional and painful journey involving tests, surgeries, paperwork, giving up all sorts of privacy, but it would be a financially stretching one too. In today's episode, we're chatting about how we cash flowed six figures of adoption and infertility expenses in just a few short years. Welcome to the Wallet Win Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. All right, so prior to our marriage, I'd already had two surgeries for endometriosis. Say that six times fast endometriosis and cysts on my ovaries. So I already knew it could be a struggle for us to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, And within a few months of trying, um, about six cycles in, I kind of, I just knew something was going on. Got an ultrasound and I actually had a giant cyst that needed to be removed. Um, And I just kind of in my gut knew, okay, we're in it for the long haul here. Mm. And over the next two years, I had every test and ultrasound under the sun, tried nearly every fertility medication out there. Jonathan had to give me shots in the butt four times a month. Which are tricky because if you don't do it the right way in the right spot, which is right next to the spot it needs to go in, you hit the sciatic nerve, which is unbelievable, intense pain. Which he did twice. And uh, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) He hit my static nerve twice. Um, And all of this was to no avail. We never, ever got pregnant. In fact, I never even ovulated. Mm -hmm. Um, And we decided that for our own sanity, we needed to take a break from that. Uh, Just that rigmarole that our life had become and move towards something else we'd always felt called to as well, adoption as a way to grow our family. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we started paperwork. We took some photos, you know, one of those cutesy little photo shoots, like with a banner saying like, we're adopting. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to put it online. Literally, again, we're at the beginning of our paperwork, guys. Sure. We thought it would take a while. We thought it would take like a year. Well, let's prime the pump (laughs) while we get everything squared away. And within 24 hours (laughs) of posting this photo on Facebook, um, we ended up matching with yeah. a birth mom who wanted to make an adoption plan for the baby she was carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, we had we weren't expecting this. We had just closed on a house, so all of a sudden the cash we had available, whoosh, no outside, available. outside of our emergency fund, whoop, gone. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we had that emergency fund, but we didn't have the full $28,000 that we needed to say yes. Um, so we decided, okay, like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to put together a puzzle fundraiser. Yep. Um, you know, Jonathan created an image and it was an, a, a thousand piece puzzle, yep. right? Yep. And people could buy a puzzle piece for $25. Sponsor a puzzle piece. Sponsor. We didn't send it to them. No, no, no. We put we it together it. as we raised money so you could see the progress. Pretty cool thing. We wrote their names on the back, mm-hmm. all of that. And in the next couple of weeks... We fundraised $18,000 with that puzzle and had enough to say yes to the situation. Uh, and four months later, our daughter was born. Our oldest yeah. daughter was born. Um, and immediately after that, it was kind of like, all right, well, we're probably, again, not going to get pregnant for a long time. And that was a lot of money that we, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. saved and fundraised. And so we know we want to grow our family again at some point. Um, so we began to kind of just put money into our HSA 
so that I could continue um, with infertility treatments eventually, right? And because I, mm-hmm. I knew it would be another maxed out deductible, which at the time we were on like the high deductible plan, so the deductible was like it was high. I don't know, a lot. So we wanted to have that much in savings. Mm-hmm. And we started fundraising just to like get that home study, keep it renewed because every year you have to pay a fee to keep it fresh, mm-hmm. etc. Yep, so we were saving, yeah, from on, ongoing adoption costs because we figured, well, that'll probably happen again. Hopefully. Might as well try to get going now. Whatever ends up happening, we want to be able to have something in the hole mm-hmm. <laughs> ready to go. So um, we don't go in the hole. Yeah. Because we're not going to. Nope. So, do you want to take on the next yeah, part sure. of the story? So, okay, so we've got a kid. It's lo- it's wonderful. It's joyous. A year and a half later, uh, again trying to figure out things with in- with infertility and all that. Amanda has two surgeries back to back. Kind of was like a, a just that's how they do it. It's two things right back to back, ten days apart, and then just all sorts of of tests and monitoring and medications and check this and check that and poke here and oh oh. All sorts again, of things. The shot, one, I think um, this was you giving me shots again. Yeah. Even more. There were belly shots this time too. Yeah. And actually, one just to give you guys an idea of how much it cost, right? We had mm-hmm. all that money in the HSA. And trust me, we burned through all of it. Because one shot that we bought to try one month was $700. And we had to pay 100% out of pocket, and it wouldn't count towards our insurance deductible. So I don't think I knew about that. <laughs> or maybe I've forgotten that. Maybe I forgot. chose to forget you that blocked, detail. You blocked that out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, all right. So we had, to, we, we are, good thing we had saved up though, because we had to pay for all this, these expenses. And then we, in the course of all this, right, as soon after all this, we moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we changed cities, changed states, all of that. And um, things just, you know, right, just made it a little bit more complicated. And this adoption situation had come up. We, um, well, we we're... just, again, a theme here. We just signed on a home. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> of course. So the money was tied <laughs> up. And then the situation came up. We thought, well, we just moved. All the paperwork, all it's all state specific. So we essentially have nothing. But for whatever reason, we feel like we need to put our name in the hat, throw our hat in the ring with our name in it, maybe. Um, <laughs> just to, in some ways, just to say that we did. Mm-hmm. Never really thinking it would come to anything. Right. Well, what do you know? 24 hours later, (laughs) Uh, uh, the Texeras were matched matched again. Matched again. This time we had not even four months. I think it was was three months this this time. time. Yep. Um, And the situation was going to be $35,000. Again, we just moved states. We just signed on a house. So we need to Um, go through all the paperwork, pay for all that as part of that, uh, and raise the money for the rest of it. So we did another fundraiser with the, mm -hmm. the puzzles, combined that with... The savings that we had. And the, em- the, the emergency fund wiped out again. <laughs> yep, so then we brought it back up again. That was what we had to do afterwards. But we... That puzzle num- helped us... Kid number two. It helped us raise $23,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had the rest in emergency savings. And then, again, bye-bye again. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> um, and we just got back to replenishing that again for that second time. Um, and so now we had two daughters... And we started looking um, to really um, doing healing for me. Mm-hmm. And not just necessarily trying to conceive anymore, but just fixing that thyroid and the hormone issues and the things that I have that cause me a lot of pain and fatigue. Um, and so I started seeing a functional medicine doctor and taking mm-hmm. different supplements. And I mean, these cost a couple hundred dollars a month. So again, we're now, we were, you know, 
we had to build this the emergency savings back up. We're now um, saving for the health stuff, and again, saving for some adoption expenses because we might have some in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't know, but we were hopeful. Yeah. And this took us fast forward now to a conference mm-hmm. we went to. I went to <clears throat> in Toronto About in the summer of two thousand and eighteen. Yep, and at this conference. I found out about another adoption situation, and we had even less time this time. Two we had months this time. Two months. Every time it gets a little bit quicker and quicker. Yep. So one of these days, we're just going to get a call that somebody's yeah, at knock the on hospital. the door. There'll be a baby <laughs> knocking on the door. No, that would be wonderful. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, now Wallowin was a thing. And at this, this point in our journey, guys, like we were now entrepreneurs. Our business was only seven months old. We didn't have any other source of income. Other than our business. Mm-hmm. So I felt like we were going to have to say no because we were, we were, you know, that emergency Still getting fund. off the ground, growing the business, right. and all this thing. That emergency fund could not just go out the window this time. Mm-hmm. We needed it for the business to keep our families safe. Anyway, I was at this conference and this is when I kind of asked some other entrepreneurs like, okay, we have to come up with between twenty and $30,000 in the next six weeks. Like, what would you do if you were us? I knew that I could. We could always try to fundraise again, um, because we have done it in the past. But I wanted to see if our business could help us do this. Mm-hmm. And while we help others with their personal finances and give them that gift of hope, if they could then help us. So we had a special enrollment in our Wallowin program where all the proceeds went to this adoption. And so six weeks later, we held that enrollment. We brought in just enough to say yes between that and some of our emergency savings. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to, just a couple weeks later, welcome home our youngest daughter. That's right. So that is a long story um, of kind of like... It's a, it's a complicated, it's up, it's down, it's bumped, <laughs> yeah. it's twists, it's turns. But in the end, it's a happy story. And um, and there's a couple <clears throat> little lessons, little just points, right? We're just not just gabbing the gab. Um, right now, but we want to pull a couple things out of that for you to take home. Because maybe even if you aren't, um, if it's not necessarily, uh, you know, infertility or adoption, there could be other expenses in your life mm-hmm. that you could just kind of fill in the blanks with. So we want to talk about a little bit of that too. But certainly, we will be talking about infertility and adoption. Certainly, but you can probably switch it out a little bit too. Sure, I think you just said the same thing twice. Let me tell you one more time. So we just <laughs> talked about. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so our first point that we would want to bring out of our story for you is be open to the assistance of others. Mm-hmm. We have heard it many times. Um, well, not it's a it's a very vocal minority, I would say, of people that just think like you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you got to get her done by yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to be self sufficient yourself. And never rely on or lean on anybody else. Never have a time of need. Never appear weak or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And frankly, guys, I think it's bullshit. Sorry, I never cuss yeah, on this podcast. on this episode. <laughs> it's total crap because, I mean, it, human beings, we survive only when we have the village. We're, we are built for community. We are built and for relationships community. with other people. Even developmentally, as we're a little baby... We are aware of the relationships between ourselves and the other people in our lives, like our parents, our caregivers, before we are actually like mentally aware of that we existence. exist ourselves. Right. We so we're 
built from the very beginning for community. So why not right. continue to exist within a community? And I am a firm believer that all of us are going to shift in and out of different cycles in our lives. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times when, for whatever reason, financially, emotionally, physically, you are just out of energy or you're tapped out or the reserves are low. And somebody else is at a season in their life when the reserves are full and they want to step in and help Mm -hmm. and be generous. They actually have a need to be generous and a longing and a desire to, to help other people. I think human beings were the happiest when we get to be part of other people's stories and getting, helping other people say yes to the things that they were called to in their life. Um, And then it's going to reverse. A couple of years down the road, you might be the one with your reserves full, and now somebody else has had a loss, or somebody else is facing some battle, and now you get to step in. And I just think that we all kind of Mm -hmm. cycle through these ebbs and flows in our life. And if you fight, like, no, nobody can help us. Nobody can step in and, you know, either, either help us find the money for this, like don't bring meals don't bring i don't need a baby shower like nothing i'm good you just close yourself off to uh forming wonderful relationships with the people around you Mm -hmm. and we know so many people that they um they love our girls in a way like you know they they would love them anyway but the fact that they got to be part of the story um and growing our family and just Mm -hmm. how they were intimately involved in that like they just have a deeper fondness for even our kids. And our kids get to experience that really this ginormous family of people uh, welcomed them and loved them from the very get-go and loved their birth family and loved our family. And uh, I just think that's a really cool opportunity that our girls have in their lives to see how the village has always been there for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh, you know, don't be afraid to look to others. Don't be afraid to get ready yourself. Mm. So as, right. as we told the story, we always made sure to throw in there, like, save. We were saving for this. We were saving for that. None of these was ever just entirely our own or entirely uh, our donations or whatever. Right, like, no. Like, always a mix. There's a combo. And so the mix is there. Like, get ready. You know, like, yeah, just be prepared. Get ready. And then if something comes up and you need some help, well, go ask for some help. Find a way to, to get some help. And that, right, the first two, that was a straight-on, like, fundraiser. We had the puzzle. We were, you know, sponsoring pieces, all that stuff. And then the third time, it was asking help from these more seasoned entrepreneurs and business owners of, to help what do us. we do? How do we pull this thing off? And without, right, for the first two, without the people sponsoring p- the puzzle pieces, like, we would not have been able to do it. The third time, without those people helping us figure out how to run this enrollment and do it in this in this special way and get the the money that way, like we wouldn't have been able to do it either. Mm-hmm. So we we were always always the assistance of others, but also combined with savings. So we need to to be able to do both there. Yep. And the last tip that we want to encourage for for you is not to go into debt for these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking specifically right now, like earlier you were like, sure, sure, this sure, can sure, be broad sure. and it can be everything. And it could be. <laughs> but I want to tell you, don't go into debt for your infertility treatments. Mm-hmm. Don't go into debt to adopt. Because, and I'm so passionate about Do this. Do it, girl. Here's the soapbox well, here. Step up. There we go. I'm on my soapbox now. I, I can't think of a worse time to hamstring yourself than when you're about to grow your family and bring another human being into it. Mm. Financial stress 
kills. And if you have uh, bled out taking on loans to do infertility treatments or to say yes to an adoption, like now your stress levels are just way higher. I can't tell you how many people I've met in infertility forums where their stress levels are sky high because they are literally maxed out on credit Mm -hmm. cards. Mm -hmm. That stress is just going to kill your chances of conceiving. It's not worth it. It's worth it to save up and to pay cash for these treatments because then your stress levels will be lower. You might have waited a little bit longer, but that stress matters. Like, I don't believe in the whole mindset of just like, relax, Take and a then vacation. you'll get pregnant. You'll be pregnant. No, 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 no. But there is such thing as toxic stress mm-hmm. when your cortisol levels are just raised constantly and nothing like financial stress choking you out. <laughs> like that might be one of the most stress-inducing situations you could mm-hmm. ever get into. Um, and then when you're adopting, taking on 30, 40 grand in loans, all of a sudden now you have just swept the rug out from under yourself from being able to grow your family again. Because mm-hmm. now you're trapped paying off this adoption loan for the next five or six years. Maybe it doesn't even have interest, but because there's some special programs where they won't charge you, but now you are just trapped and you won't be able to adopt again because you will not be approved for another one. Mm-hmm. You'll, be, you'll be hamstrung. And you won't be able you won't to, be, you yes. won't be able to yeah, grow your family uh, more or just... Do the things that you want to be doing as a family because you're stuck paying off all that debt. Exactly. You won't be able to go on the family vacations or to get the stroller you actually want. Uh, you know, I, you might have to settle for something. And that, I, I get it. Sometimes you get secondhand things with the kids. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, when we adopted our first daughter, like there were some non-negotiables for me personally mm-hmm. that I wanted to have the money to say yes to. And uh, so I set aside little bits so that we'd be able to get those things that I wanted to. And if we were racked up in debt, no way would I have gotten those special crib sheets that I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this is not a time that you want to shackle yourselves to a loan. Get creative. Think outside the box. There's infinite ways to go to get around this. And again, a lot of times it's opening yourself up to the help of others, maybe getting creative and finding another job like mm-hmm. that works with your lifestyle and your hours, um, and just constantly saving. Even though you might not have a situation right now today, or you might not be pursuing the infertility treatments, put it in your line item because someday the table may turn, mm-hmm. and you're going to want to have some money set aside. Future you will thank today you That's for even right. having $200 saved. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, so in order to end this episode, we just want to be a resource, really. Right. Um, so you can reach if this if this re- has resonated with you. Maybe you're battling infertility, or you're open to adoption. You're thinking about going down that path, um, or you know somebody who is, and they're struggling with that financial component of it. Follow me on Instagram. I'm at Amanda M Tex or at Walletwin. Mm-hmm. You can follow either one, but at Amanda M Tex is me personally. And I want to talk with you because we have helped a number of couples Mm -hmm. grow their family paying cash, either through fundraising or Jonathan even helped families design puzzles. Yeah. We've helped families sit down and create a saving strategy Mm -hmm. and just avoid debt completely when they've grown their family, either through pursuing fertility treatments or adopting. So I would love to help you as well. So at Amanda M. Tex on Instagram, come find me. Let's talk. And until next time, guys. Bye Bye for for now. now.
thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.